How many know God has kingdom connections for you and friendship? So this morning, we're blessed to have Michael and Natasha in the house. So we're going to play this video, and then after the movie, Michael's going to be here. God bless you. substance everything I give it all to you you gave it all for me my king everything I ever dreamed of everything I ever hoped to be I laid at your feet and sing the chains are being broken The walls have come down Freedom's living in us Hallelujah The chains are being broken The walls have come down Make a joyful sound to do that this morning yeah. lift up your hands if you know where Tauranga New Zealand is Tauranga New Zealand we've got a couple of hands well have a guess I, I, ne I never knew where Diamond Springs California was <laughs> until I said yes to the purpose of God Amen. and I want to say this it is such an honor and a privilege to call you all family because I think for 15 years you've been supporting us, sending us all over the globe. So the over 40 countries that God has sent us, He sent you. And I just want to share one. Yeah, you give. Come on. And so there's one, one particular spot called Singapore. We started going there uh, 16 years ago. We turn up and it's a little church of 120 people. And we're all crammed in this tiny little building. As, as I'm about to get up there and sing, the pastor, as I jump on stage, he just says, don't expect the kids, don't expect them to be uh, very lively. They're very conservative here. First guitar strum 
boom, the whole place erupts and these kids start going crazy. But that, 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 that day, 65 people gave their lives to Jesus. So hence, they, they invited us back again. <laughs> they invited us back again. The next year we go back and all 65 people are in church. So we start going back every year and doing outreaches every year. We have next year's 88 saved, 150 saved, 160 saved, 200 saved, 400 saved. To cut a long story, over 2,000 people have come to Jesus. Fast forward 15 or so years, the church is now over 4,000 people. They've just spent 40 million bucks on a building. Come on, somebody. With kids, with kids who are 30 years old and younger, you know. And of the 65 kids who were saved in the beginning, they're now the leaders of the church. Now, doesn't happen everywhere, but this is a moment where you all can celebrate because you're the ones who help sending us to be a part of what God's doing all over this globe. And so you may not be able to go, but, but helping us, you go with us. Amen. And so, uh, Father, we thank you for the seed that has been sown from this incredible group of people, the body of Christ in Diamond Springs, California. Father, we pray that they would be encouraged, they would be energized to continue to give and to sow and to obey the kingdom purpose upon their lives. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that, Father, everything we do is because you are full of wonder and splendor. There's nothing that compares to you. In Jesus' name, let's all stand together. The splendor of the King. Let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. Sing it out.
the blood on your hands I felt the thorns on your hands I heard the cry of your heart And I am in awe of you Your love's amazing to me Your love's amazing to me Fill my life with your love Jesus, I felt no Break into I saw the stone roll away. Freedom and gift from you is life to my bones again. Your love's amazing to me. Your love's amazing to me Fill my life with your love Your love's amazing to me Your love's amazing to me Fill my life 
chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 and it says in the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants things which much must shortly take place and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to the things that he saw. Blessed is he, verse 3, blessed is he who reads. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy 
and keep those things written in it for the time is near. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things written in it for the time is near. Revelations chapter 19, 6 to 8, and it says, And I I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. Everyone say fine linen. The Bible says fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen. Everyone say fine linen. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. The message that I believe God wants to deposit in our hearts this morning is called the fine linen of the bride. The fine linen of the bride. Father, we thank You for Your mercy and Your grace upon all of our lives. Lord, we're not here to hear from a man. We're desperately in need of You. Father, we need to hear from You. So Holy Spirit, we just say, have Your way. Speak to us. Speak to us today. Open our eyes and open our ears. Give us ears to hear and eyes that see. Your word says, my sheep hear my voice. We are your sheep, Father. You are our shepherd. Speak to us in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. And everybody said, amen. You can have a seat for just a moment. Please keep the lights off like this. It's just lovely. Thank you very much. It's lovely. It's lovely. As John the Revelator sat in a cave on the Greek island of Patmos, John, the humble fisherman, the brother of James. John, the beloved disciple of Jesus who asked him who would betray him. This John, who escaped unheard after being thrown into a pot of boiling oil. This John, the last of the original apostles to die. In his old age, is now a prisoner on the Isle of Patmos for the unthinkable crime of preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus. He's working in the mines, his hands are bloodied, his body's battered. And in the midst of this persecution, in the epicenter of his prison, in what seemed to be a sea of hopelessness and helplessness, John is able to see beyond his situation, hear beyond his pain, to receive a message from God delivered by an angel who was sent by by Jesus with insight, with insight into the future of the world. Revelations 1.3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things written in it for the time is near. Blessed is those who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things written in it for the time is near. How much time... Have we spent reading and hearing the 66th book of the Bible? I've been in this thing. I gave my life to Jesus on purpose when I was six years of age. And so a few years have passed. And I would say, as we traveled over 40 countries of the world, it is, it is not a stretch of the imagination to say that the 66th book of the Bible could be almost the forgotten book of the body of Christ. But the Bible says, 
The Bible says, blessed are those who read and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things written in it for the time is near. The time is near where this prophecy will soon become history. And the question is, what side of history will we be upon? For over 6,000 years, this prophecy has been becoming history. And in a world flooded with terabytes of different opinions and narratives, it can be very easy to lose sight of what God's Word has revealed to us. The overload of knowledge, the overload of narratives can be very distracting and often confusing. We have the political narrative. We have the climate change narrative. We have the inequality narrative. We have the economic narrative. We have our own family narrative. And there's the health and poverty narrative. And as the drums of war continue to beat all around us, championed to solve all of our problems, to solve the crisis out, out of, out of, out of the shadows, we have the global governance narrative. Have a listen to this. anymore you're saying the answer is a global government why so hey Tucker thank you for having me on the show one global democracy is here to create a new conversation about how we can make a better future for everyone by dissolving separate countries and international borders and giving everyone worldwide an equal voice in handling the big issues that affect us all like climate change, which of course is the major cause of those tragic wildfires in Southern California. Like inequality, which is hollowing out the middle class, as you covered last week. And like unlocking the doors to equal, to, excuse me, to economic opportunity for everyone. You know, and that's what's so exciting about this moment in history where we are right now. Because right now, for the first time in human history, we have an opportunity with new technology to actually implement a global democracy for the first time. So much has changed since we first had the Treaty of Westphalia in 1648 or whatever it was. You know, we've had the laws of physics articulated, we've had domesticated electricity, we've had the arrival of the internet and now blockchains. The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. And it's not social media, it's not big data, it's not robotics, it's not even AI. And you'll be surprised to learn that it's the underlying technology of digital currencies like Bitcoin. It's called the blockchain. Block chain. And what he did is he founded a company and they started making electronic tattoos. So I, I'm wearing one here on my arm. Can we do we have here. a camera to get a This is a develop this is a developmental system made by MC10. And it has uh, an antenna and some sensors embedded in it. And what we plan to do is work with them to advance a tattoo that could be used for authentication. Now, it may be true that 10 to 20-year-olds don't want to wear a watch on their wrist, but you can be sure that they'll be far more interested in wearing an electronic tattoo, if only to piss off their parents. <laughs> right? Will modern technology lead us to a global utopia? Will global governance be achieved and save the world? Is this the technology? 
A tattoo like Mark that John saw in Revelation 13. A tattoo to be used to buy and sell and for authentication. Authentication ensures the individual is who he or she claims to be. Revelations 13, 16. As John saw it, as it unfolded before his eyes, it says, And he caused it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand and in their foreheads, that no man might buy or sell, save that he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Is this that was spoken? Are we living in that moment? Where are we in God's time clock? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? I know what he's saying to me. It's not the point. What is he saying to you? The Bible says in John 16, 13, However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Everyone say truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you, he will tell you, he will tell you things to come. In the midst of the darkness, there are glorious things to come. The landscape of our world is changing, but the changes we are seeing are all stepping stones. They are signposts, landmarks leading us to greater things to come. Global governance, a tattoo like Mark, has been foretold for centuries, proving once again how profoundly true God's Word is. Come on, somebody. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of a love and of a sound mind. A sound mind gives us the ability to see like John beyond all the noise, beyond all the craziness and hear the things to come. One of the most glorious things to come is found in Revelations 19, 6 to 8. And it says, And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife has made herself ready. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. He wants to say fine linen. It was clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Everyone say the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. In the midst of the darkness, the most glorious moment in the history of humanity is before us. John saw it like a wedding celebration. A betrothed bride is finally united with her bridegroom. A bridegroom is united with his bride. In the narrative, the lamb is Jesus. The wife is the church. The church is people made in the image and likeness of God. All members of the body of Christ from every race, from every culture, from every people group. And the Bible says, and she had made herself ready. <laughs> For the bride to have made herself ready. She had to have known who she was. Yah? <laughs> Yah? Duh? <laughs> she had to have known she was a bride in waiting. She had to have known she is betrothed. 
she had to have known the bridegroom is coming to get her. And her life, her whole life was about preparing for that moment. To help us understand this this morning, we need to look at the, at the process of Jewish marriage custom at the time of Jesus. And in the process of Jewish marriage custom, it gives us a better understanding of what the Holy Spirit is trying to get into our hearts today. And in the Jewish marriage custom, the first step is betrothal. Say betrothal. The prospective groom would travel from his father's house to the home of the prospective bride. He would then pay a purchase price for her, establishing a marriage covenant with her and her family. Step number two. The groom would then return back to his father's house and prepare a place for her. This meant remaining separate from his bride for around 12 months, during which time he prepared the living accommodations for his wife in his father's house. Number three, third step. At a time determined by the father, the groom would then return And get his bride and bring her back to his father's house. Although the bride is expecting her groom to come for her, she does not know the day nor the hour of his coming. No one knows except the father. As a result, the groom's arrival was preceded by a shout which forewarned the bride of his coming. Step number four, y'all. I just, you know, I, I, we, we arrived back on Thursday night after a 20-state tour of the United States, 12,000 miles, 30-odd churches around this country. And I'm feeling alive this morning. <laughs> Seriously, I'm feeling alive. Only, only the Holy Spirit can make a man come alive. And His Word is so glorious. Amen. Fourth step, step number four, the groom would then return with his bride back to his father's house where he, he had prepared a place for her and the wedding feast would last for seven days. Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, left his father's house in heaven, came to earth to receive his bride which according to Ephesians 5.23 is the church. Ephesians 5.23, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. Just as the Jewish young man had to pay a purchase price to obtain his wife, Jesus had to pay a purchase price, establishing a covenant by the shedding of his own blood on the cross. First Corinthians, First Corinthians six twenty. Somebody, and it says, "For you were bought at a price. For you were bought at a price." Everyone say, "I was bought at a price." The Bible says, for you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In Jesus' death, the curse of sin and death was broken off humanity. The, the curse that came into the earth by Adam's sin, no matter how much we 
tried to get free from it, no matter how much money we paid, no matter how many good deeds we paid. It doesn't matter who we are on this planet, how high or how low we are. There's nothing you and I could do to hide or run from the curse. When Jesus died on that cross, He broke the back of the curse of sin and death for you, for me, for every city, for every country, for every, every, every kindred, for every people group on the planet. In Jesus' death, the curse of sin and death was broken. In Jesus' death, the wall of separation between God and His man was torn in two. Come on. In Jesus' death, the power of sin was defeated. In Jesus' death, sons and daughters of God were born again. In Jesus' death, the ecosystem of heaven was restored. The kingdom of God was released back into the earth again. And in Jesus' death, by the shedding of His own blood on the cross, the purchase price of the bride was paid in full. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever would believe on Him would not perish but have everlasting life. God valued you and I so much. He valued the cultures, the diversity. He valued humanity so much that He gave His Son to be the purchase price of a bride. John the Baptist foretells of the bridegroom. And he says in John 3, 29, He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoice, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Before his death, Jesus says to his disciples, listen to this, John 14, 1 to 3. He says, let not your heart, he's saying this to us, his disciples in Diamond Springs in 2018. He's saying it to all of us here today. Let not your heart be troubled. We look at all that's going on around us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Why? Because in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again to receive you to myself, that where I am you may be also. <laughs> the bridegroom is coming for his bride. What type of bridegroom, what type of bridegroom pays the purchase price but doesn't come to receive for that which he paid the price for? Come on, somebody. He has paid the purchase price and he's coming for his bride. All who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior are a part of that bride. When we repented of our sins and invited Jesus into our heart, we also said yes to the purchase price. Revelations 19, 7, and his wife has made herself ready. The bride prepares herself with the understanding that he could come at any time he could come. Is the bride ready today? Within the sound of my voice, is the bride ready? Do you know how valuable you are? What does it mean to be ready, you say? I don't know. Well, the Bible is very, very clear in what it means to be ready. Being ready is determined by what clothes we're wearing. Repeat after me. Say, being ready is determined 
by what clothes we're wearing. How do you know that? Well, Revelations 19, 7, it says, And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. Say fine linen. The Bible says it was clean and bright for the fine linen. Say fine linen. For the fine linen is what? What is it? It is the righteous acts of the saints. The bride, John saw, was arrayed in fine linen. But this linen, the fine linen, was granted to her. It was a gift from the bridegroom. She didn't earn it. She didn't deserve it. It was a gift from the bridegroom. She was clothed, listen carefully, she was clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. It was a gift from Him. But, there's a but, she had to put the gift on. And every culture, every city, every country, all humanity has a choice whether we wear the gift or not. And the fruit, how do I know I'm wearing the gift? The fruit, she was wearing the gift was righteous acts in her life. Righteous actions. Everyone say righteous actions. Righteous actions are the fruit that we are wearing the fine linen of the bride. The clothes we are wearing is determined by the condition of our heart. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Luke 6, 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the tre evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, so a man speaks. Proverbs 4, 23, one of the first scriptures my mama taught me as a six-year-old. She said, listen to this, Michael, listen to this. She's, still, she's in heaven now. Michael, listen to this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Revelations 19, 7, And his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. Everyone say fine linen. It was clean. It was bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Are we ready, family? In Diamond Springs, ah, is the bride ready? Is our life flowing with the righteous acts? 2 Corinthians 11, 2. The Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. He's talking to the church in Diamond Springs today. And he's asking us the question. He says, for I am, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. There's a difference between a manly jealousy and a godly jealousy. Can someone please explain that to Oprah Winfrey? She needs to understand. There's a difference. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear. Paul had a fear. The same fear that he had for the church of Corinth is the same fear that he has for the church in Diamond Springs and every other church on the planet. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if, for if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, he was concerned, Paul was concerned, that you may well put up with it. The bride of Christ is alive and well in Diamond Springs today. Come on.
She is betrothed to one husband to be presented as a chaste virgin to Christ. This moment is coming, but as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, he wants to deceive the church into following another Jesus or a different gospel. He wants to distract the bride from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. What did the serpent say to Eve? Has God said, my precious one? Has God said you are all he says you are? Oh, I say, old chap, has God said all he says you are? Preposterous, actually. Preposterous. Has God said you shall need not eat of the fruit of the tree? The serpent says, the reason why, the serpent says to Eve, the reason why, my precious one, The reason why he does not want you to eat of the fruit is because in the day that you do, you will be like him. They were already like him. Made in the image and likeness of God himself. And at the moment that they ate of the fruit, the virus that was in the fruit came in and began to distort the purity and the wonder of the creation that God had made. We didn't come from monkeys. God made those fairy little creatures. And we, how much money do we spend watching those fairy little creatures, taking care of those fairy creatures? They're beautiful and wondrous. But, but, but God made us in His image and in His likeness. They didn't have to eat of the fruit. But in the day that they did, they began to die. But in Jesus, the image has been restored again. Again. Isaiah 61.10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, are we making ourselves ready? Are we wearing the garments that He's given us? Are we wearing that garment of salvation? Are we wearing that robe of righteousness? Is our life arrayed in fine linen? and filled with righteous actions? Or have we been seduced by another Jesus or another gospel? The same deceiver is at work today. Has God said you are his sons and daughters? Has God said, my precious ones, that you are the bride of Christ? Has God said Jesus is coming back to fetch his bride? Why do you need to be prepared? You don't have. They've been saying this for centuries. Look at the world. It's getting better. Modern technology is leading us to a new place. You can get from Paris to San Francisco within seconds. My gosh, we don't have to swim across the Atlantic the apostle Peter says this he warns us in 2nd Peter 3 3 to 4 scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming 
For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Why? Because the kingdom of God is the ecosystem of heaven in the earth. Where is the kingdom? Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, it is peace and it is joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. How much money do we spend trying to find that peace, trying to find that joy when all that we need is in the Holy Spirit? Where is the kingdom? Luke 17, 21. Nor will they say, see here or see there. Oh, I say the kingdom's in Australia. Oh, I say the kingdom's in England. No, by Job's a good chap. It's in South Africa. It's in Pakistan. It's in India. Oh, no, it's in Diamond Springs. The Bible says, see, they, they, they will say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is not over there. It's not over here. The kingdom of God is within you. <laughs> and everywhere we walk on the planet, the kingdom of God walks with us. Everywhere we move, the ecosystem of heaven protects us. The shepherd is watching over us, keeping us from wolves and ditches, protecting us from lies and deceit. The power and the presence of God is able to move and shake and pull down lies and deceit in the hearts and the minds of the people. Whether it is in an underground nightclub in France, when you walk on the stage and you see a statue of Satan, or whether you are in Pakistan preaching and singing to two and a half thousand Islamic people, I have seen, I have experienced the protection and the presence and the power of God that can turn two and a half thousand people coming to know Jesus out of the two hundred, out of the two and a half thousand people that were in the audience, over three hundred Islamic people said yes to Jesus. And not one here, not one hair on my head was moved or touched. The bride is arrayed in fine linen when she is sustained by the ecosystem of heaven. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We're to be in this world, but not of its system and values. We are not sustained by this world. What are righteous actions? What are righteous actions? It's loving when you don't feel like loving. When they did you dirty, your neighbor knows they did you dirty. On CNN, they did you dirty. And Fox News says they did you dirty. But loving, loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart and loving thy neighbor as thyself. It's forgiving. It's forgiving. It's not holding on to past hurt and pain. Oh, yes. We put boundaries. We don't put up walls. We put boundaries. Doesn't mean you get abused. Doesn't mean you get used. But there is something about the presence of God that enables us to forgive instead of hold on. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving our lives away for the purpose of heaven. It's giving our hearts away to the assignment that God has given us. It's giving that last loaf of bread to someone who needs it. When we understand the seed, time, and harvest, as I give, it creates this flow of life that comes back to me. It's the principles of the kingdom. It's occupying. Occupying. It's not running away. 
When the lion's chasing, you, you, you don't run away from the lion. You turn and look the lion in the eye. It's when you're at school and all your buddies are against you saying, yeah, nut job turns. You're a nut job because you won't sleep with the, all the girls at school. All my mates were sleeping around at 12, 13, doing drugs, watching pornography. Turns, come and watch pornography. Turns, let's sleep. Come on, there's some great, that, that girl's cute. That girl likes you and she's precious and she loves you. But come and sleep and lay with her. And it's saying, no, I don't do that. It's not the way I live my life. It's occupying. It's standing your ground. It's keeping to the assignment that God has given us. Keeping to the simplicity of the cross. Jesus said, occupy till I come. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. It's speaking the truth and love and holding your ground. The bridegroom is coming for his bride. Are we arrayed in that fine linen? Revelations 19, 7 to 8, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen. What's the fine linen? The righteous acts of the saints. Can I have um, the keys, please? Your love's amazing. We'll sing that. Is our life flowing with those righteous actions? Or are we still bound by the world system? It's true. We're all growing in grace. We're all grown in grace. But it's so important to be reminded of who we are and the price that was paid, the purchase price for our lives. Is our life flowing with righteous actions or are we still bound by the system of the world, the hurts, the fears, the guilt, the shame? Jesus is here today to remind us who we are and to assure us that he is coming for his bride. The price that he paid, he is coming to retrieve that for which he paid for. Let's all stand. In this moment, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us just in this moment to take inventory of our lives. As we've been reminded who we are and the price that's been paid for us. The question then is, is our life flowing with those righteous actions? You say, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm doing the best I can. Amen. That's awesome. But there's a person called the Holy Spirit. And He reveals our hearts. He reveals all things. And so in this moment, as we sing about His love, Let's take just a moment to take inventory of our hearts and our lives. That if our Jesus, the bridegroom, would come, we would be ready. We would be ready. Your love's amazing to me. Fill my life with your love. Love's amazing to me. Your love's amazing to me. Feel my life with. 
living in the pain, living in all of yesterday. His presence is here. He sent His Word to heal us and to deliver us.
after me say in Jesus name the curse of sin and death has been broken of my life of my family of my marriage of my children in Jesus name the purchase price for the bride has been paid we say Yes, we say yes. The price is acceptable. We say yes. The price is acceptable. And in Jesus' name, it's no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives in me, 
who breathes in me. The old man has been put to death. A new man is risen in Christ. I am free. I am healed. I am whole in Jesus. It's in Him that I live, that I breathe, that I have my being. If you believe that, shout Jesus! Jesus!